0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Featuring heartwarming stories, great information, and some laughs as well.
1: Find us at 3CR. 855 8. <laughs> on your eight Welcome listeners, Um, you're with Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am on your dial. Um, Interviewing today are Kate and Kathy and our special guest today is Dr. Jerome Sarris from the University of Melbourne. Um, Jerome is with the Department of Psychiatry and is an academic researcher specialising in integrative and complementary medicine and mental health. Welcome
0: Jerome. Thank you very much, it's a pleasure.
1: Jerome, um, we'd love to hear about
0: your special field of interest. Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. Look, my my main passion is researching integrative medicine and complementary medicine as it pertains to helping people with uh, mental health disorders. So what we mean by integrated medicine is is really an approach which goes beyond just prescribing drugs. So looking at lifestyle approaches, looking at some complementary medicines, uh, as well as considering uh, other approaches such as psychology... Uh, you know, and also the importance of aspects such as uh, employment and uh, good social networks. So really looking at a, an integrative way of improving people's mental health and treating psychiatric disorders. So that's quite holistic. How does that work on the ground? Exactly. How does, how does it work on the ground? And that's the million-dollar question is that we know that some of the components uh, regarding uh, treatment of certain mental disorders uh, have some evidence. We know certain uh, medications are important, psychology as well. Um, some of the complementary medicines, however, may not have as much evidence, uh, and that's why we need to do proper clinical trials. And it's a matter of, I guess, really working out what is working for what condition and and what doesn't, and also then packaging it in a way clinically uh, whereby people can actually access these services and medicines um, in a way that is cost effective and also is appropriate for their disorder and for their life. So it can be complex. Uh, and, um, you know, that's why we need to do further research uh, because a lot of time that research is done on individual therapies or individual medications, but sure. not, you know, the overall integrative uh, package. And, and that's how people generally are being, are being treated with their mental disorders. Um, they're not just taking medication or just seeing a psychologist they're not just taking some herbal medicines or doing meditation or yoga they're they're usually using an integrative approach so that's that's what i'm passionate about
1: right and could you tell us about um some of your current research um and 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 your main findings it's quite
0: fascinating work yeah, thank you. Look, absolutely. Um, we're pleased, uh, personally I'm pleased to get the support at, at Melbourne University uh, where we are in psychiatry looking at some of these complementary uh, medicine approaches. So we've done, for example, research with Kava. Are you you're familiar with Kava? Yeah, yes, Java, yeah. Fiji. Yeah, Fiji, the Pacific Vanuatu. Islands. That's right. Yes, the muddy, disgusting water. Well, we use the uh, tablet form of carva, mm-hmm. and it's an anxiety-reducing medication. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, you know, we, it, it's non-alcoholic, and we use that to, for example, treat people with anxiety disorders. Um, yeah, and we find we've found that uh, beyond placebo or taking a dummy pill. That the carver over a period of weeks will reduce people's anxiety and stress and how is that comparing with um, mainstream um, anti-anxiety medications? Did you compare? Those um, well, in this, it, I have done an acute study looking at looking at both, but I think sure. the 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 main thing is there really isn't um, uh, well. There's actually one study from memory which compared uh, carver to a, a medication, and it showed that it was equally effective in reducing anxiety. Um, but we usually just do uh, placebo controlled studies, so sure, yeah. But we've found that our previous work carver is certainly a, a good uh, anxiety reducing medication and we're doing currently, or it's about to start up an NHMRC government-funded study, uh, a big multi-center study looking at CARVA right. uh, to treat people with really chronic levels of, of, of generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, we're also doing some exciting stuff with brain imaging, so seeing effects of carver on, on, on the brain, uh, and uh, also looking at genetics, so seeing whether the Kava, uh increases the gene expression of certain genes involved with uh, brain chemical processes. Could you explain to us how gene expression works? Sure. Well, I mean, if you, th- if you think about it, you've got genes which are turned on and off. They're upregulated or downregulated. So we know that certain genes are involved with the creation and the processes of various neurochemicals, brain chemicals involved with um, which may have an influence on certain mental health disorders so we want to see whether carver is influencing those those genes so we do that sort of work we do depression uh, research as well Uh, we're creating at the moment a uh, we have created a a multi-component nutrient uh, formula and uh, it's a type of nutraceutical a a combination uh, involving medicines such as omega-3 fish oils you might be aware of and zinc and Uh, 5-hydroxytryptophan and and a few other things. Um, We're looking at people who are suffering from depression who may be on medication or may not be. Uh, and seeing if the combination of these nutrients can actually be quite effective in improving their mood. Because we know individually there's evidence for them uh, having an effect on, on brain chemistry, and, and that's obvious because the brain needs these nutrients to function yes. properly. Yeah, so we're, we're, we we've sort of created a, a targeted uh, approach with that, and that's NHMRC government-funded. So there is interest in, in what we're doing. That's, if people are interested uh, in, in that study, they can uh, Google nutrients uh, depression study. Uh, dot com nutrient depression study. It's conducted down at Richmond. Uh, we're also doing research on lifestyle medicine, so looking at integrative programs which look at improving people's exercise level, uh, looking at them incorporating mindfulness, meditation, dietary change, uh, uh, also some uh, uh, psychosocial education and you know, tips on on sort of general lifestyle. Uh, as well as some motivational uh, psychology. And that integrative program on, uh, is ongoing at the Melbourne Clinic uh, down in... in uh, That's Richmond. a research project. Yeah, we're doing a research uh, project, but it's also uh, available, yeah, through there um, and,
1: and, Jerome, how does that work? I'm really interested because it, there, there's, a, a, there's a, a large component of common sense in treating people holistically. Yes. Um, but when you're designing your research project... Um, does everybody get the same uniform treatment in the treatment group? Um, because I'm thinking you would be wanting to um, profile individuals
0: and and target individual needs. How does that work? Uh, well, I mean, inclusion and exclusion criteria for a Randomized control trials generally quite strict. Um, So, we yeah, I mean, without going into too much of the methodology, uh, people will be standardized in a blinded fashion to take, say, a a dummy pill. It may, it'll match and look like the, the, the medication one, and they'll be randomly assigned. So, you know, you come in, you, if you meet, criteria for inclusion for the study and if participants are interested then they yeah they get given for say a period of eight weeks or 16 weeks depending on the study um uh, randomly assigned either the placebo or the or the active and then we look at the difference in terms of the effect on mood and anxiety outcome scales and what kind of factors have you got in your lifestyle
1: medicine um treatment group what what, what are you actually doing
0: in terms of the, the components, which you're yeah, looking at? Yeah, yeah, I'm really interested. Yeah. Um, well, as I was saying before, I mean, if you look at lifestyle medicine um, per se, probably the main elements are improving people's uh, exercise or physical activity levels. So we, we, we have a component where we teach people the theory of that. And that this is a 12-week program. So week by week, we teach them about the the um, importance of exercise and the components as well as they do practical exercise, different types Dietary uh, component is very important, so we'll teach people uh, all the aspects of good nutrition and what's important, uh, and then go through practical practical cooking classes uh, as well as some workshops, and then there'll be general psychological education, uh, lifestyle education, uh, as well as uh, you know for example, that may include sleep you know it 's very important for yes. yeah, for people to, to have good quality sleep social networks, um, but also the the psychology because people in terms of improving uh, their lifestyle, there can be elements which need to be addressed such as uh, motivational issues uh, as well so um, in this particular program, and I should also say, as I was saying before, the mindfulness meditation yes there 's some evidence for that as well so right. it 's that integrated model um, which, which we 've designed
1: and have you have you got any preliminary findings from that research
0: um yeah look we we have we've we've just been trialing it as a pilot to see what the feedback is certainly a lot of people very much enjoy participating and they do uh, get a lot out of it in terms of you know improving uh, their their general well-being a certain number of people will lose lose weight as well because one of the applications which we're using it for is people with chronic mental illness often will be taking medication especially mood stabilizers and antipsychotics, they'll put on weight and there'll be some metabolic issues.
1: That sounds really familiar. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Personal experience.
0: And it's challenging, you know, and that's the yes, thing. It's and it's tra- really yeah, yeah, challenging. Yeah, and it's trying to, I suppose, develop a lifestyle program targeted, you know, generally, but also at the Melbourne Clinic, we use it uh, also specifically for people with um, metabolic issues from medication um, that we can uh, Im- improve... Yeah, some of those metabolic factors, weight gain, blood sugar levels, um, hypertension, high cholesterol, all those sort of things Mm. to help that because we want to prevent people having cardiovascular um, damage, cardiovascular disease. Um, So, you know, beyond well-being and mental health, there's also the physical aspect as well.
1: Right. And looking into the future... with, with your research, how would you see this working practically um, with clinicians and consumers and mental health workers? I, I'm thinking there would be a, a strong education component for clinicians and mental health workers to start to apply this on a, a broad, broad
0: scale. Yeah, look, we are looking at that at the moment in terms of how we can introduce programs such as this to more of a, a broader community setting. You know, it's something which has to be funding considerations uh, towards as well. And there, there are other issues in terms of people uh, being able to, uh, you know, access good quality food and be able to afford that. Sure, I mean, everybody hopefully can exercise if they're physically mo- mobile enough in terms of swimming or running or walking or even if it's just being more involved actively doing housework. Uh, we want to get people moving. Uh, me- meditation is something you know, people can do that uh you know, other aspects, you know, you can also mo- modulate such as uh, social interaction. Uh, there is some employment services support as well. Uh, and, um, you know, in terms of, of medication and psychology, there's, you know, obviously a governmental support um, and medical support regarding that. So,
1: so you're uh, looking at using a whole lot of different service providers to to work with the person to form a holistic approach rather than a clinician working one-on-one with someone and yeah. and developing a complete program for that person?
0: Well, I, yeah, look, and that's just the thing. I mean, I'm not a, a service delivery expert, but there are various ways to go about it. I mean, we have got a dedicated program which involves all these aspects. Sure. Um, it also could be a case of a person um, you know, listening to a program today and, and, and saying, yep, I'm going to do a bit more of this and this and this and, and self-developing it themselves in terms of those changes. It might be a case of speaking to their, uh, their health professional and getting... Uh, uh, referrals to specific um, yeah people who provide you know those aspects such as a dietitian or an you know uh, exercise uh, instructor or, or psychologist or, or whatever so there are various ways of, of people um, you yeah, know getting access to these support services
1: fantastic and
0: Jerome would you like to tell us a little about your recruitment drive at the moment sure look we've got a number of studies uh, based at the Melbourne Clinic uh, people can look up uh, the, the TMC TMC Research Centre. It's based in Melbourne. Uh, We do a range of of, uh, studies, including, as I said before, that depression uh, study using that uh, nutraceutical combination. Uh, But uh, also we're doing a study with bipolar disorder, which is wrapping up, and that's looking at another nutrient combination as well. We've just completed a a study um, involving OCD. Uh, using N-acetylcysteine, which is an amino acid. We're just going through the findings at the moment uh, to, right. to do that. So fortunately, I can't quite report on that. Um, but, um, yeah, my advice is just look up uh, TMC Research Centre or specifically for that depression study, nutrientsdepressionstudy.com. Uh, Thank you,
1: Jerome. Um, we're going to go to a break and some music. Um, stay tuned. Do you want to be a voice for mental health? Our Brainwaves program is looking for volunteers right now. Brainwaves Brainwaves volunteers must have a lived experience of mental illness, be passionate about social justice issues, and want to raise awareness of mental health in the community. Please email us at brainwaves at mifellowship.org. That's brainwaves at mifellowship.org. Hello, this is Archie Roach and you're listening to... Good music on 855 AM on 3CR. Welcome back, listeners. You're with Brainwaves on 3CR. Our guest today is Dr. Jerome Sarris from the University of Melbourne Department of Psychiatry, who is an academic researcher specialising in integrative and complementary medicine and mental health. Um, Hi, Jerome. Um... Just a question that myself and the listeners would be really interested in is what sort of a general advice do you have for people with mental illness?
0: Look, the, thank you for that question. Look, the, There are a lot of things which people can consider. I think one of the, the main things we do find is uh, they'll go and see their doctor and they'll straight away, bang, get on a medication. Now, medications certainly are indicated in many cases and we're very lucky to have them. But I think we can also go beyond that. We can start moving a bit outside the box uh, and considering more of an integrative approach. Uh, you know There are cases, I think, people who are on medication shouldn't be. And there are cases where people who aren't on medication should be on medication. So we want to make sure people are getting appropriate uh, medical referral and diagnosis. But beyond that, psychology I think is important. It's I think we're very lucky we get a, up to 10 free appointments to see a clinical psychologist in Australia, um, you know, Medicare-funded appointments. So I think that's something people should uh, be involved with if they need it. Um, but also just going back to what I was saying before about, you know, Having that 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 those lifestyle changes, so really understanding that there is you know quality evidence showing that physical activity and exercise do have an impact on mental health. Um, also to to do with diet, there is emerging evidence, you know quite compelling evidence showing the quality of somebody's diet, uh, you know in other words, lower processed foods. And refined carbohydrates, um, you know, and, and higher levels of sort of lean protein, complex carbohydrates, fruits, vegetables, you know, all the goodies, um, you know, can have an impact in terms of people's general mental health. Um, so that's important to consider that you are what you eat. And that also does apply to your brain chemistry, especially, and also your mental health. So there's some, a couple of really main elements, I think, you know, some, some, some pillars to consider beyond that, I'd say to people, look, look, look at their sleep, you know, look at their sleep pattern. You're looking at, you know, seven to nine hours a night, uh, good quality sleep. Um, that is important. And, uh, there's certainly a relationship evidence wise between lower levels of sleep, Uh, poorer quality sleep and mental disorders such as uh, depression so that is is quite important Um, but also social connections as well making sure that people are engaged um, in society in their life um, try to developing a good family and uh, friendship network if possible um, you know, that's that, that's something which is to consider employment or just some way of, I guess, from an existential point of view, having meaning in your life is very important. If a person does have a mental illness, and this is my beef, a lot of other, <coughs> pardon me, people's beefs, is it's not just a case of saying, okay, you you've got a mental disorder. That's who you are and you're going to be stigmatized and, you know, forget about your life, forget about your employment, blah, blah, blah. It's the complete opposite. We need people to understand that is part of them, just as if they had arthritis, you wouldn't be stigmatized or put off by that. And it's a matter of finding out a way to work within that particular condition to still be an active member of of life and not see it as some kind of a death sentence because, you know, people can lead very productive and happy lives. People can go into remission, you know, depending on what the disorder is. So I think it's a matter of we approach it rather than it being uh, from the position of being fatalistic, saying, no, no, we can be proactive, we can be positive and, um, you know, really see it uh, without stigma. So moving ahead uh, in that respect. Jerome, could you tell us what specific supplements people could, t-
1: could consider and some of the safety clinical um,
0: considerations with that? Yeah, look, there are a lot of them. Um, Lamente, for example, depression. We know that there's some good ev- evidence in omega-3s, uh, essential fatty acids, especially EPA, which is one of the um, derivatives of uh, omega-3, can be effective in improving mood. Um, also, nutrients such as zinc, uh, B vitamins, especially folic acid um they're also involved in in brain chemistry and and uh, quite important um but uh, also there's one uh, particular constituent called or um, nutraceutical called SAMI, s or methionine uh we're studying it at, at uh, uh with our depression project at the moment and that's been shown to improve uh, mood as well um as well as uh, 5-hydroxytryptophan, which is 5-HTP. It's one of the amino acids involved in the creation of serotonin, which is sort of one of the happy chemicals. Um, that's an example of depression, um, but, but uh, other conditions, anxiety. We've seen there's some good evidence with carva reducing anxiety. You can get that from a, a health food store. and Should I say, pretty much everything I'm talking about, you can get fr- from a uh, health food store or a pharmacy, or most of them anyway. Um, from OCD, some people use N-acetylcysteine. Um, they've found that that's not too bad in terms of helping with that. Insomnia is a bit mixed. Um, in your valerians, you know, the herbal medicine valerians, some people have used, um, but it, it's not always that effective. Um, but, um, you know, there are some herbal medicines uh, which, you know, do have some uh, minor effects on on reducing anxiety and stress. Uh, and um, you know certainly for some people can be very beneficial in, imp- in improving their anxiety levels um, another thing which is to consider is St john's ward i should have mentioned for depression um, but i think one of the the main things to consider uh, is quality of of of, of uh, quality of supplements which i'm sure we'll talk about talk about soon um, so i'll just sort of preface it by saying that uh adhd adhd can be uh, comorbidly occurring with a lot of these conditions Uh, and unfortunately there's there's not a lot of you know really nutrients or herbal medicines which jump out as effective has been some research showing that uh, omega-3 fish oils may have some some beneficial effect but it's possibly in people who are deficient Um, as well as some mixed evidence with some nutrients such as iron and zinc Um, but, uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, it's a matter of, I think, speaking to a health professional.
1: Um, and since it's a youth week, um, this week, what advice do you have for young people?
0: Yeah, look, in terms of youth, unfortunately, there isn't a great deal of specific, uh, complementary medicine evidence, uh, showing that it's, you know, um, that there's anything specific for that group. So the only thing which I, I guess I could, I could sort of give specific advice. There was fantastic research done in Melbourne showing that uh, omega-3 fish oils uh, in people who have uh, pre-development of psychosis, so some sort of early emerging signs of psychosis, um, may be effective in preventing uh, the tumescence or the um, uh, the manifestation of, of a psychotic episode. So that's something to consider f- for the youth. Um, but my main thing is, is a matter of, look, we know everybody loves to party and, you know, take illicit substances and all that. Well, a lot of people, um, it's a case of really just... You know, especially if you've got mental issues, trying to be more judicious or at least minimise the harm. And one of the key things, you know, which we do have to consider is, is marijuana use in people with uh, psychotic tendencies, because you know there is solid evidence, at least, showing that there is a relationship between marijuana use and, and psychosis. So just being a little bit more careful about that, and also uh, alcohol use. And this goes for as part of an integrated model, is, is lessening vices such as uh, you know not going overboard with alcohol. Thank you, Jerome. Um,
1: that was a, a fascinating discussion.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, just, just one final comment. I guess, look, just it's a case, I think, of getting uh, for people just to um, uh, to get good advice from their health professional. We're not advising people to go off their medication and a lot of these approaches can be used in combination with, you know, good medical advice. It's a case of getting good advice and also if they are going to use supplements, um, getting advice on, on good quality uh, supplements as well.
1: Thank you, Jerome. Thank you for a really engaging, fascinating discussion. Um, That's the end of the show for today. Thank you for listening to Brainwaves. Um, I have an apology to make. I forgot to back announce our mid-break music. It was Hypochondria by Entropy. Um, Send us your feedback, thoughts, or just get in contact. Um, especially if you have a story, suggestions or topic you'd like to share, email us at brainwaves at mifellowship.org. Thanks. Stay tuned for Renegade.
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.